What is going on guys? My name is Mac. Across from me, lifelong friend basketball connoisseur, Garrett Howell. I just said connoisseur wrong, who cares? Anyway, to my right, we got executive producer, owner, all you need to know, show where you talk about everything, learn about nothing, Quinn Eden. What's up guys? Press Breaker Podcast. We are back for episode seven, I believe, of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And today, we're talking about the Eastern, Eastern Conference bottom barrels. We're talking about the Detroit Pistons. Bottom of the barrel, literally. We're the talking bottom. about... We're talking about Jeremy Grant and, you know, his the band other of guys. Misfits. Yeah, <laughs> the other guys. And uh, so, anyway, guys, really, I got to get this out of the way first off. Let me just let me just put this out there. Shout out to Davion Mitchell and Cam Thomas. MVPs, dude. MVPs. I never, I never would have expected them going into the summer league to be the MVPs. Uh, it, Go ahead. Say if that. I had like if I had like a legitimate guess at who I would think would win the MVP that isn't like a top player, I would have said Ayo Dosunmu, just because he's kind of my guy and he's just a pure scorer. I like the way he plays too. But Cam Thomas and Davion Mitchell, they lit it up from everywhere. I haven't looked at Cam Thomas stats. I meant to, but I forgot. But I figured that, like it didn't surprise me. I forgot that he got drafted by the Nets. Regardless, but I forgot about that. So when I saw his name, I was like, "That makes so much sense because he averaged like 23 in college. I'm pretty sure he averaged the most yeah. out of players that went in the draft, to my knowledge, unless I'm just blanking on somebody." Yeah. But I, 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 I this uh, super surprised me. He was just a great scorer in college. I mean, he's got summer league's the same thing for those yeah. guys. They're just all playing each other in college, except when you get like. The old dudes like Michael Beasley and Kenneth Freed in there. <laughs> like uh, Andre Ingram, is that was that his name? Andre Ingram, yeah, the 33 year old that played for the Lakers. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't super surprising. Davion did catch me off guard. I, did, I yeah. don't know. I'm not high on him. I guess I should be now. Yeah. He's uh. I knew he was a good defender, right? Like yeah. he, he was a super good defender. Yeah, good defender. Uh, and obviously he has offensive game too. He pretty much led the Kings offense. I mean, he did lead the Kings offense in summer league. So I'm yeah. excited to see what he can do for the Kings. I still don't. Know how I feel about that draft pick, them getting another guard, but hey, you know what? They might know what they're doing. I thought it was related, or no, I think it was Danny. I think Danny said it to me. He said, I thought Davion Mitchell was related to Donovan Mitchell because the names are similar. They both have the last name Mitchell and they both wear 45. 45 yeah. So I was like, yeah, you know, you might be right. I don't know. It and, makes sense, but they're not. Yeah. I'm sure Davion just saw Donovan and was like, hey, I'm just going to mirror this guy because why not? Yeah. Also, have you like watched Davion play? Uh-uh. Looks exactly like Donovan Mitchell. But that's what I swear. <laughs> really? I, swear. I mean, it makes sense. He's a really good defender. Like, he runs like Donovan the way Mitchell. he runs around and shoots jump shots. It's identical. It's just that's, a clone. It, it is. I mean, it might be a clone. It's or just maybe the multiverse. It's his, <laughs> it's his, no, it's his long lost brother. Maybe. Maybe yeah. they are related. We just didn't know. That's. But true. anyways, let's get into the Pistons. All right. What are your initial thoughts? Like, what do you, what do you think about the Pistons roster right now? Before we would say what they need to do, all that. What's your initial thought right now I'm looking at the Pistons roster right now trying to see who I know on the Pistons <laughs> roster well there are a couple of guys I mean you know names that people would recognize of course Kate Cunningham since he just got drafted there yeah Jeremy Grant maybe I mean I still I don't feel like he's a household name Bro, I swear like one one morning we just got up and he was good mm-hmm. like I swear I, I don't know how it happened if anybody knows him it's only because he was on teams that made playoff runs before he was on the Pistons and was actually a like prolific player yeah Kelly Olenek is on the oh. Pistons uh, Jalil Okafor is on the Pistons. I didn't know that. <laughs> we were talking about before this, actually, are they paying him? 
and he doesn't play, or is he even on the roster? Because, like, think about it, bro. He's completely phased out of the league. No one's even said that man's uh, name in, Wasn't like, he also years. on Nigeria's Olympic team and didn't play? Yes, he, he didn't make the team. He, or, like, he did make the team, but he didn't make He didn't get PT. Yeah. He didn't get any sort of playing time. And he's over here. <laughs> he gets treated like a 39-year-old vet, and the dude's yeah. 25 years that old. That is crazy. Why, yeah. does Ro- why does Rodney Magruder sound familiar? Why is that name familiar to me? He was on the Heat okay. a couple years ago. Yeah, when they that was before they got Jimmy, they still sucked. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that's, I, a, that's I, a fun really, game to play, though. Is open up the Detroit Pistons roster. See, see who you know. Yeah. There's not a lot. I think you have a better chance of opening up like the Panathinaikos, thirteen-year-old soccer team, mm-hmm. and know somebody rather than the Pistons. But but you know, looking up and down this roster, you think on paper it's not terrible. Like. Like, you look at the Pistons roster, and they got good names. But the problem is, every team in the NBA is, like, good right now. You know oh, what I mean? Every, every NBA so team is so it, deep. So it's like, even though this team looks decent, they're still not because every other team's just better. I think in terms of basketball, they're bad. But in terms of potential, oh, yeah. it's a very solid roster. Oh, Probably yeah. one of oh. the better potential rosters in the league currently. Like, they only have... Four dudes over the age of 27, and one of them's their best player. So yeah. that's not a bad thing that their best player is that old. I mean, he obviously has experience. Yeah, I mean, he's just entering his techno like or not technological, but he's just entering his prime technically. Like yeah. that's what people say. Your prime starts at 27 he's, or whatever yeah, he's that just age is. His window. Yeah. So will it be? Will he grow? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, does he have to though? No, like, he doesn't. He, that's the thing with the young pieces they have around him. If he just, if Jeremy Grant just does what he did last year, from now on, perfect. That's good enough. That's yeah. perfect because he averaged twenty. Something. I think it was twenty point four. Yeah, I think. And he can get thirty if he wants most oh, yeah. nights. It yeah. just matters if he's going to hit free throws and stuff. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. if, if Jeremy Grant just stays exactly what he is right now, and even if he's a little less, because he's always been a good defender, good rebounder, so even if he drops in points but keeps his rebound numbers up and his blocks and steals efficient and his defensive rating up, mm-hmm. he's still going to be perfect for what the Pistons are trying to set up currently with yeah. how they've drafted. I agree. And I do like their kind of older front court they have with him and Kelly Olynyk. Because we talked about it on one of the episodes, I can't remember now, but about how Kelly or Kelly Olynyk looked more athletic now than when he did when he first came into the league, and he does that in that finals stint with Miami. He just looked amazing. He just shoots. He doesn't. Yeah. He he. But he gets to his spot so fast. It's like the big men that are guarding him just cannot compete. Like every three he takes off the catch is just wide open because he literally just has his man beat. Yep. And I, I really don't know. He's thirty years old. He's making $12.1 million for a guy that outpaces every big for some reason at 30 years old. I mean, yeah, you can't ask for more than that. I don't love Kelly Olenek, like how they gave him like $30 million, but I don't hate it. Like, I mean, it. yes, it's not the best sign they could have made, but it works for them now. Because they yeah. have Isaiah Stewart. I mean, if Jalil Okafor is getting paid to play basketball still, still a great question then he that's also good to have him at 25 because I thought that when he was on the Pelicans a year and a half, two years ago, mm-hmm. he looked good. Like, he had stints yeah. where he looked good, yeah. and then he, again, I don't know if he keeps getting hurt. I'm assuming that's what he is. He gets hurt. He's an injury-prone guy, so I'm assuming he just keeps getting hurt, and that's the problem. But I still think Jalil has a little bit left in the tank, like a, as far as a little bit, I mean, like eight points, 
eight boards a game kind of guy. Like, I nothing. hope he can do more than that, bro. I think he, I think he can. But I think I would say that's a safe. Will he get bet. the opportunity? Correct. I think yeah. that's the safe bet right now. Is like, yeah, it'd be. But I mean, if he were to be on any team and get a shot, it'd be it's a team like this. Detroit. Yeah, he so needs a he's, team that's bad. He is technically probably in his best spot right now. Correct. Uh, who else? Oh, I like a uh, little unsung hero here. I like Frank Jackson. He didn't. He got traded from the Pelicans. Didn't get a lot of playing time there because they were guard heavy, and he just yeah. stopped and get stepped over. But I thought he gave the Pistons some good minutes last year. I think he has a lot of potential, a lot of upside, especially being a bench guard. Mm-hmm. Like I think he'll give them very valuable yeah. minutes off the bench because he can handle the ball, he can shoot, and he's quick. He's very fast. He's really he's big too. I didn't realize he was six feet. I thought he was like five eleven, six foot. So he's bigger than I thought. Like I think he's very solid. Having somebody like Corey Joseph too to kind of mentor all these guards. I don't think Corey Joseph is like the best mentor out there for somebody like Cade Cunningham. But he's ability. been in winning situations. Correct. He he was on that he was on the Raptors team that went to the. Second round, maybe Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was on the Spurs teams that went to the finals, right? Or was he not there yet? Yes, that's true. He was. That's he what was. I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. I, always, I connected him with the Spurs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he, he was, was on, on the Pistons, playoff, or, no, Pistons Pacers playoffs teams, too. So, like, yes, Corey yeah. Joseph, at, even though he's not the best guard in the league or anything like that, he is a very he knows good what a winning veteran. situation he, is. he is a very yeah. good veteran guard, and he knows what it takes to win in this league. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. But, you know, looking up and down at their payroll. They're not really paying many people. They're not paying really anybody besides Jeremy Grant, and they're paying Kelly Olynyk a little bit. But like what you said, you know, was it worth the thirty million for what was it, three years? Three for thirty-six or something. Three for thirty-six. Yeah. Uh, I've said this a couple times on the show. They don't have money going elsewhere, so why so not why overpay not, yeah. them? Why you not know, guarantee that you have that player. Yeah, I get th- that. That's true. But the only problem with this salary cap situation they have, where they're not really paying anybody. They don't have any uh, trade assets. They don't have any assets that they can flip. And, you know, that's a tough part because when you're in that situation, it's really hard to get out of it because you really just can't make money work unless you get rid of your best player, which I don't think they want to do right now. Mm-hmm. So, I they're kind of... They're almost in a waiting game. Yeah. Like, their only flippable players, like, to me, are... Frank Jackson and Saku. And if I'm the Pistons, I don't really know if I'd flip either of them. I, I'm, I'm because, not flipping Demboya. Because they're both making combined six mil this year. And Saku's 20, a lot of upside, long, athletic player. And like, like I've already said about Frank, he has a lot of upside as well. So, And he's only 23, so I don't even know. Yeah, you wouldn't flip it. There's no reason. There's yeah. no reason to flip they're it. They're really, yeah. And Isaiah Store, but he's not a, you don't flip him either. He's 20. I mean, all yeah. their roster... In a way, it's almost like how we talked about the Hornets last week. There's not much they can do, but the difference is the Pistons are not in a position to win. Yeah. Not even close. That's what I was looking at the statistics for the Detroit Pistons for the 2020-2021 season. They went 20-52, and 15th in the uh, Eastern Conference. Um, something that is a positive opponent points per game, uh, 111, which is 10th out of uh, the 30 teams in the NBA. So defensively, they're not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive rating is which six, makes sense. Yeah, defensive rating is 16th out of the league. Um, but then their points per game 106. That's 27th out of the 30 teams in the NBA. So it seems like they struggle to score. So what did they do this offseason to try to help that? They got Kate Cunningham. One, yeah, and then they signed Hamadou again. Yeah. They they re-signed him, claimed him. I think. I don't, Hamadou is nothing special, obviously, but he can give you 10, 15 points a game, 
and we might not have e- we might not have even seen his best yet. I think is important to note because again, mm-hmm. he's young too. He's twenty three. I mean, this whole roster is full of dudes that have potential, and outside of maybe two or three of them, have not shown us even close to I don't think what they can give all the way. Yeah. So I agree, and also the problem with this roster is they have too many of those guys you want to like, but to be honest, they shouldn't be there type players. Like, that description of you, he can get 10, maybe 15 a night for you. Three-fourths of their roster is, are that, that. is that player. So it's like you really just have to try to package something. Try to, I, don't, I don't know their draft situation. I don't know how many picks they have in the coming years. But you have to try to find something to make it work because a team where eight of your 10 rotation guys are only averaging like 11 or 12, Bad. You have, like, the numbers are there, right? Like, the number supports that it could work. It just won't. Because on nights they're going to get 12, they have equally nights where they're going to get 8 if they average 10. You know what I mean? Or they get so, nine. Like. Yeah. So it's like, there's too much risk there. People, I'm going to just say this. People are trying to imitate that 2015 Hawks team too much. It worked somehow. They had they had Jeff Teague, uh, Paul Millsap, Al Horford, Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway, Kyle Korver, Kent Bazemore, Kent Bazemore. Did you say Paul Millsap? Yeah. Okay. So I many of those it. players. Tabo Cephalosha, I believe, was on that team too. I don't know. Was Lou Williams still there? No, no. Lou Williams was on the Raptors in 2015. Right. Uh, but like I was saying, you have that Hawks team that just somehow worked. They were a one seed. They ended up getting, yeah. They they won. LeBron smacked them. LeBron smacked them in the playoffs, just doing normal LeBron things. But they had just the perfect balance. Hashtag washed king. Hashtag (laughs) washed king. I saw that. I saw that on Twitter. You see it today. Uh, that's wild though. But we might come back. I don't know. But anyway, the Hawks, sixty wins or whatever, and they're just regular season. They're so deep. They can play fresh players all the time that are really good. I don't know how it worked. And I have a lot more faith in that team than I do this year's Piston team. Correct. So I just really don't think it's going to work. I think it's going to blow up in their face. Are they doing it on purpose? I don't know. They might just be in a bad situation. They might just be in a string of tough luck. I don't really know. I think I'm the opposite. I like how they're doing it. I, I'm i going to trust the process on this one. Like I think that it is not going to hurt them in the East – it is a stronger, becoming a stronger conference, but it is still the weaker of the two. I think that is the conference that you would want to put together a young team like this that you can put people in to just run. Like, I'm pretty sure, I'm confident that every one of these dudes can finish around the rim. Obviously, this is the league that shoots now. Mm-hmm. Not even threes as much as mid-range still. Like, yeah. threes matter, but it's the about is slowly the mid-range game is back, so if you can't shoot that, then that's a problem. But I, that is one thing I do like is I think most, like they say, they're better than half, like Quinn said, they're better than half the league at defending. Yeah. That's a, that's good, and I think that, that's a good foundation for a team like that to really work. I will admit, lose yeah. anybody that affected that, like Mason Plumlee for Kelly Olynyk, pretty much the same thing. I feel like unless Mason Plumlee's defensive numbers are just out of whack, and I didn't know it, they are. I don't think they are. And bro, it's Mason Plumlee. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, and something I just checked, Killian Hayes. We've talked about how a couple times how he might not be what everybody thought he might be, and he's just iffy. I'm kind of on the but Killian Hayes train. I'm, I'm with it, and I just checked. So out of those 72 games last year, only played 26. And he averaged six points, five assists, three boards, three turnovers. I think Killian Hayes and can steal. end up being that guy. I do too. I, I think, like I said before, he is 
perfect. Cade Cunningham's perfect for him. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. obviously not as touted coming out. He seems like he's a less ball-dominant player than Cade. So Cade is exactly what he needs. I mean, Killian, I think he's got a lot of potential. And I, I haven't watched enough on him personally, but just looking at his stats, his size, and I know of, like, of his little bit of ability – for sure, to handle the ball mm-hmm. as he is a point guard. I think that those two will be a force for a while. Yeah. Because I think for number one, Killian doesn't care. I don't think he's going to be one of those players that cares where he is. And Cade looks like he's excited to be there, which is insane to say that somebody's excited to be in Detroit. <laughs> Who in the world has yeah. ever been like, oh, yeah, Detroit, woohoo. Can't wait to go there. Even the bad boys, Eric, because you're like, oh, my God, they're going to bully me. But, yeah, I agree. So, hang on, let me ask you this. Because looking up and down it... Wait, wait, wait. I think we're going to ask the same question. Are you going to ask a question about a player? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. What were you going to ask? Well, I was, it was going to be really funny because I was going to say, say it on the same time on three, one, two, three, and then we're going to say it. I was going to say Luke Garza, or Luke Garza. <laughs> yeah. The T just signed a two-way contract. Correct. Uh, the Pride of Iowa. Yeah. Is he going to get any playing time? Uh, me and Mac talked about it briefly. I yeah. don't know because... Saku can play the five, not all the time, but like small ball still exists. So he can come in and play the five. They have uh, what's his Kelly Olynyk. They have Isaiah Stewart. Stewart. So like I, they, they have Jalil Okafor. They if he <laughs> plays, yeah, they have Jalil, they have Trey Lyles too, who isn't yeah. great, but he obviously is big enough to play the five as well. So I don't know what their plan is for yeah. Garza, and he's obviously not that athletic either. Like he admits, he is slower than. Three fourths of the league. He's six ten, yeah. so and because he lacks athleticism, I guess he can't really slide him into the four. He's got to uh-huh. be a. He's got to be a. He's gonna have a, to be a five. Yeah, five. So. He remind like he is gonna have to. He needs to have to sit down with Brook Lopez. That's what he needs to mm-hmm. do. He'd say, "Listen, how are you the slowest center in the league and successful? Because that's what he's gonna be." Yeah. That I mean, that's it. So that's what he has to do, and that's about it. I don't. I don't know what else I can say on him. But what do you think? Okay. Uh. Really, what you said about Luka Garza, I agree with 100%. Yeah. But what I was going to ask you before me and Quinn had a face-off of questions, uh, where do you think their starting lineup is going to be? Okay. Because, in my opinion, there's one clear-code answer, but I want to see if yours is the same. At the one, slash two, Cade and Killian. I think they will trade reps constantly until one of them is like, until one of them is clearly better at bringing the ball up. I don't know who it's going to be. I think it'll be Cade, but I don't know that. It could be Killian. He could be a lot better distributor. I don't know. Them two are at the one and two, obviously. Then I would say Sadiq at the three, or or maybe Hamadou at three, and you bring Sadiq off the bench because we don't. I don't. I'm not confident in their bench scoring at all. Like Sadiq is a starter for that team, but they're gonna need that 15 points off the bench. They're gonna they're gonna have to have it. And then Jeremy at the four, and Kelly at the five. That would be my starting five slash kind of six-man rotation. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you. That's fine. I want to hear what you got. In my opinion, I think it's going to be Kate at the one, 100%. Okay. I think it's going to be Sadiq Bey at the two. Oh. Yeah, I think they're going to bring Killian off the bench. Okay. At the three, they're going to play Seko Domboya. Okay. At the four, they're going to play Jeremy Grant. And at the five, they're going to play Kelly Olenek. So three of our positions we matched. And then yeah. Our two and three are different. Well, two and three are kind of different. So Koo and Killian's where we're yeah. in differing opinions here. Kelly Olenek is a starting center? Gotta okay. be. Man. That's, is that a good thing? I mean, I think so. Uh, I would say to start the year, yes. Yeah. For them, Isaiah Stewart could come out and just be crazy. 
That's true. Yeah, he can. Because he can shoot, too. Obviously, he doesn't have a clip like Kelly at this point, but he can shoot, and he's athletic, and he's fast for a big. So I think you start with Kelly, and then if Isaiah really comes into his own off the bench, then just move Kelly down there because everybody knows. Kelly only played a bench role his whole career. It's not going to be anything different for him. He knows what he's got to do to get 10, 15 points off the bench easy. Not a problem. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't hate your lineup. Is Josh Jackson going to play? Because that's my guy. When we watched him at the high school playing hoop fest. I don't know. You yeah. think he's still smoking weed? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh, God. Maybe. We just we just read it on Josh Jackson, bro. Imagine he gets random drug tests. <laughs> I thought they uh, limit. They're not testing for marijuana anymore, right? You're right. Oh, that's true. They aren't. Yeah, yeah, smoke away, job. Josh. Smoke away. Uh, also, the charge I was thinking they got one out of gun charge, anyways. Like this last year, didn't he get a gun oh, charge? I have no clue. Don't look that up. I don't want to put. I'm not sure I want to. Let's just move on. To I don't want to put false bravados. That's what I'm Josh saying. Jackson. I don't want to I like Josh Jackson. But anyway, I hope Josh gets playing time. I, I mean, he, if he's playing, he should. Yeah, I think it'll Jaleel. be. I think it'll be Killian, Josh. Oh, man. Killian, Josh. Seku. Oh. Wait, yeah, Seku's not starting for me, right? You said yeah. You put Seku in there. Oh yeah, because I put yeah, because I put uh. So put, yeah, I put Sadiq at the two. So your bench would have to consist of. They have a no mix. bench, bro. Your bench would have to consist of a mix, a mix of Killian, Frank Jackson, Hami, Isaiah Stewart, Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson, which Corey okay. Joseph, Corey Joseph, somebody's not playing. <laughs> and it's probably Corey Joseph. Or yeah. Josh, or honestly. No, it's gonna be Jubal He's not gonna play. I didn't say his name. Oh, oh, did you not? Okay. No. True, true, true. I can. Which, okay, I can because they could. Isaiah is six eight. I mean, he could play the four. Yeah. And again, like I said, he could shoot. Like he has ability. Jalil, I don't think he could hit a barn from three point land personally, unless he is getting Stephen Adams numbers up in the gym right now. Have you seen that by the way? No, I haven't. What's he's, happening? He's shooting like a thousand threes a day. Or something. Why? He, he has to. He, he wants. He does not want to get. Like he doesn't want to get in a situation like he was in New Orleans and just get traded just because Jonas can shoot. That's true. Jonas because, can shoot because Stephen Adams and Jonas. They're the same inside, player. Inside the three-point line are the exact same player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the only problem is Jonas can shoot, so which it, is a good problem for well, me. Exactly. The, other, the other thing is, if you're a big that can't shoot, you can get. Play, you can get like game planned off the off the court. Like yeah. that's the thing that's happened to like Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Like he's your defensive player of the year, but then whenever it comes time for the playoffs, anybody that was matched up against the Jazz just put in a game plan where oh Rudy can't stick with our four that's playing our five our five position, yeah. and that's just what happens. You have to take him out. Watching Rudy Gobert play screen defense actually hurt my eyes because of how slow he is laterally and really just slow in general it's because he has his legs so far apart bro like i don't understand why he has to put his legs so far from it's each bad other. podcasting but garrett just spread his legs out yeah. while we were recording <laughs> listen it went he just imitated a monster I mean, that's what he looks like he looks like he's walking around yeah just like, like i really don't understand where he thinks he's going with any efficiency or speed when he has his legs all the way out like he's doing a split and he also puts his feet in cement every yeah. time every time he stops he's like all right i'm gonna be here for 30 <laughs> minutes he every time he stops he doesn't have an intention of moving again for a few seconds yeah. which is just the dumbest thing i've ever heard in the nba especially today's nba you're always moving yeah so i don't know what his something's going on in between the ears for rudy gobert uh, defensively <laughs> he not even foot, but on guard defense. but like 
it's so funny because he's a defensive player of the year, yet he's just so slow all the time. I don't understand how you can be awarded the defensive player of the year if you can't play defense in the playoffs. <laughs> like, that's the weird thing about it is... Regular it should, season award, bro. It should go... I guess so. Yeah, you're right. But it should go to someone that can play defense no matter what. Yeah. And if you literally, like... There's a guy that's Rudy's size out there. He's defensive player of the year. You put a guy that's five inches, you know, shorter than Rudy, he can't play defense whatsoever. And it's very strange to watch. Uh, for example, Evan Mobley just got drafted to the Cavs. Watch some tape on his defense. He can handle the ball like a guard. This is offense, obviously. Rudy Gobert can't. But defensively, he can also guard guards like a guard can, except he's... He's a guard guarder. He's seven inches taller than them yeah but that's more valuable now in the nba than i feel like rudy gobert is even though he gets you defensive player of the year if i was win snyder i'd make rudy gobert do uh foot skill workouts and quickness for the whole offseason i wouldn't let him do anything yeah for three months and just work on his foot speed because that's all it is it's something with him is just like against it he i don't know it's like he has to know it too right he's not that oblivious oh, dude the amount the amount of times i've seen highlights on youtube of steph curry or chris paul dragging him out to the three-point line and just saucing him is insane it's like they're it's like they're taking him out to slaughter yeah and he knows it you can see it on his face <laughs> what's even better is half the time they don't move oh like yeah they're no. stationary and they lose him yeah like if they take one step forward He's back. Because he's... when Rudy picks up that foot, it's going somewhere. It's going somewhere. I don't know where it's going to go, but he's moving it somewhere. Were we talking about somebody on the Pistons before this? How did we get to Rudy Gobert? I, I think no I brought clue. it up. But, anywho. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But, anywho, we just roasted Rudy Gobert for like six and a half minutes. But He's oh, never coming on the podcast. Yeah. He's, yeah. But, anyway, you look, you look, at, you look at the roster of the Pistons, and you think... There's really no playoff push inbound here. So if you're the front office or the GM or the coach, whatever, somebody inside the Pistons organization, who do you, or sorry, what do you expect from your team? Who do you expect to step up? Where do you expect to be in the standings? I think that they are a team that could, in their current state, again, just like last week, let's imagine they're healthy all season. I would say absolute max is 35. 35 wins. That's absolute max. I know that's a big jump from thir- from 20 it's wins. 15 wins. But you got to think, again, Killian played a third of the games last year. They didn't have Kate Cunningham. They, had, they brought in Kelly Olenek, who's a better offensive player than Mason Plumlee. Yeah. Everybody on the roster is getting like a, a year under their belt. So they will be – everybody will be better. And if – they all play all year. I think 35 is like their max. I would say they will most likely hover around 28, 29. See, I was going to say 26. I, 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 I had a prediction that they were going to go 26, and what would that be? How, I don't know. How many games are they playing? Oh, yeah, it's 80 games this year. I'm it's, pretty sure. Okay. It's not 82, it's 80. They still need to cut it back to 66. Yeah, I agree. 66, back. yeah. But then we wouldn't get as much NBA basketball. You That's, know? It's okay. Be honest. It's really nice to get on your TV and, like, there just be an NBA game on. That's true. You know? So, like, yeah. But that's really all I have to say about that. If they cut it back, it's definitely but, the, best, it's the best play. But but imagine if they did cut it back and they did, like, an NFL-type situation. Not, like, every every game's on one day, but, like, they did. They picked three days out of the week, and that's when all the games were. So you have one day where you could watch eight or nine games. Well, see, I disagree with that. I like that, though. I just want to be able to watch, like, a game at night. Well, that's fair. But I'm, I'm somebody that just likes to sit down and just binge. Yeah. 
binge the games. That's true. But anyway, I got them at twenty six. We're close. I mean, if they're not, I don't. Can they hit thirty? Sure. Oh yeah. The roster's there for them to hit thirty. Oh yeah. But I, I don't think it's happening. They're not. It's not gonna happen. Last season, their uh, over under win total was twenty three and a half. So I'd say it's probably similar, maybe a couple of games higher. I was going to try to find that real quick. Also, they play at Little Caesars Arena. There's the problem right there. Yep. Pizza, pizza. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, 26 wins for them. I think playoffs is kind of out of the question. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Playoffs is out of the question, I would say, for them for three years. And it's honestly best-case scenario because, like I said, I don't know their draft pick situation. But I do think they need to tank again, essentially. But like, not you know, like like don't don't make it to where Cade's playing like twenty minutes a game. Let him play his stuff. Let development be your friend on your team. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm changing my thesis. Let development be your friend for this team. Let Dwayne Casey do his thing because he's a good coach. Yep. And wherever they go, you know, you just ride the wave and you hope development is your friend. Before I say what I'm going to say, continue that. Did you find it? Yes, I was right. It went up one game, 24 and a half. Got it. I'd bet the over on that. 100%. So, to piggyback off you a little bit, I think let them lose. Let them just get their butts kicked for a year or two. Let them, like, learn the hard way how to be in the league, win, and just push through it. Like, let them play their full minutes. Like you said, don't rest them. Play them. Let them grind it out. And I think that's like, for example, the Kings, it still hasn't totally worked. They've just been doing that for years. They have a young core they trust, and they're just letting them grind. The Kings it out. are just in a loop, bro. I don't know if they'll ever get out of it. I don't it. know either, but I don't. I like their philosophy of just letting it, the young players ride. Yeah. Like if it doesn't work once, don't throw one out. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it that they're the problem. Yeah. I like let it ride. That's why I think with the Pistons right now, like let it go for three or four years, and once I don't know about four, really, let it go two or three. I would say okay, let it go till Jeremy Grant's contract runs out. And yeah. then you see where you're at. Like, if you've gotten to the point where you're going to win 30 games for sure, and then you're getting to the 40 mark, obviously you re-sign Jeremy Grant, and then you just – they need a free agent again. They need another – Yeah. they need to find a diamond in the rough. Yeah. Air quote, they Jeremy do. Grant. Because Jeremy Grant was kind of one, but, like, he showed flashes beforehand. Yeah. They were just the team that were like, screw it. Like you said, we have the money, let's throw it at him and see what happens. Yeah. It's worked out so far. Yeah. So if they can find somebody else like that – I think they're set. Not mm-hmm. set is a loose term. Like, yeah, they're in a better position. I think if they wanted a set in stone plan, I think it would have to be a two-year plan where you play your young guys a lot, get their trade value as high as possible, and then try to make some splashes in the offseason because they're not paying anybody. They can land a big contract. They could land a good player to pair with Jeremy Grant, and really make a, a big three with him and Cade. They could they could make a splash in the offseason or something. If development, like I said, I've been saying it a lot, if development is their friend and people like Killian Hayes or Josh Jackson or Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart pan out, then you try to trade them. You know, put some, put a blockbuster deal together. Something. Get Bradley Beal, get Clay Thompson, get something. Just, I don't know, try something. And you say that. And one of those, there's somebody on that roster that could end up being a big three piece. Oh, honestly. yeah. Killian could do it. Sadiq could do it for sure. Mm-hmm. Frank Jackson, somebody Sadiq that could, could be S- – Frank Jackson could almost be a – Kind of like a Rondo to the Celtics A Rondo big three. slash – yeah, a Rondo slash Ray Allen to the big three. Like, plug in is yeah. not the best. He's not Paul Pierce or KG, but he is 
perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Just, just a good fit. Just fits exactly like a glove. what it needs. So, what else you got on them? You got anything else you want to say about the Pistons? I got, I got one thing to say. One more thought? Yeah, and I've, I've been thinking about it pretty regularly. Well, ever since we knew we were going to do the Pistons. Yeah. But when do you decide to go get a new coach in Dwayne? Because, you know, you have Dwayne Casey, got fired from Toronto after winning Coach of the Year. He is a more assist-heavy uh, – or, no, sorry, he's more ISO-heavy. I was thinking of Nick Nurse. He's more ISO-heavy coach. And when you look at that team – I think there's more synergy when you play together. I think the Cade Cunningham to Jeremy Grant connection is going to be big, and I also think tying in more pieces. I think ball movement's going to be key because they have lethal weapons on different areas of the court, but it's just going to be finding them. Right. So do you go after someone like a Mike Budenholzer, like a Tom Thibodeau, do you go after someone like that, or do you just ride with Dwayne Casey? Because the stats back up Dwayne Casey. Now, in the playoffs, no. But to get to the playoffs, Dwayne Casey has that on lock. He just got lebron would Yep. So what – yeah. So I guess you would say to your plan, let see if he can adjust his – how he game plans a bit for the roster he has and see how they fit it. Like, you, they might be able to tell one year into this that, hey, it's not going to work with the roster we have and the – and Dwayne Casey, and obviously you you yank the coach at this point first with yeah. their roster. There's nothing. There's no way I'd get rid of my young players just because my coach's scheme is different. Yeah. So, Max said though, Dwayne Casey can get you to the playoffs. Maybe they do for the first time in NBA history a relief coach. So Dwayne Casey goes the entire season, and then they pull him, bring in a new coach. It's kind of like the, the Hawks. Kind of yeah. like the Hawks last season. They yeah. had Lloyd Pierce, right? They had Lloyd Pierce. Halfway through the season. And then Nate McMillan. Yeah, after. when they were like the worst team in the league. Yeah. And then they mm-hmm. uh, became that, the yeah, fourth that about the, that About the Hawks is still crazy to me. Just absolutely crazy. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. Well, Even though it's a crazy idea, but, yeah. It yeah. could work. I mean, I think – and also you have to think, if Dwayne Casey can get into the playoffs, maybe you can just rely on if, – if we're talking about the, this Pistons team in the playoffs, then we're obviously a few years down the road. So okay. let's say they get there. Well, then, if you're Dwayne Casey, you keep, you stick with your game plan, but then you just rely on your stars to finish it. Mm-hmm. Like, Tyron Lue's game plan is not why the Cavs won games in the playoffs. No. LeBron James and how he plays and how he game plans He's is why, he yeah, is why they win the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, Tyron Lue gets them there, air quotes. LeBron finishes it. Same thing with the Nets. Same thing with the Warriors. Same with any good team that has a superstar, like a top five player in the league. The coach gets them there, essentially, through the regular season, and then the real players show up, and they finish the job. And that's it. So, yeah, if the Pistons are in the playoffs, we're talking a few years on the road. So if those, if Cade, Jeremy, Killian, whoever, are to the point where they're all-star, superstar, whatever, then, they'll finish, then they'll finish it. Yeah, that'd be they fun to watch, They too. don't need Dwayne Casey yeah. in the playoffs. That's true. And... I'm not up to date on free agent coaches, so I don't know who's out there that's not a coach currently that it's, could take his spot. But it's gonna have to be like a James Borrego type hire. Yeah, they're gonna have to find somebody that we just don't know about. Yeah, that's actually just that's a good fair. coach. That's fair, but I mean, like I hate to throw shade on my guy Dwayne Casey, but it just seems There's a like he got fired. yeah, yeah. After winning coach of the year, there is a reason he got fired. That is for sure. And then Nick Nurse came in won the championship. Mm. No, you think about Kawhi? Yeah, that's crazy. 
Alright, well, if that's all we got... That's all I've got. You got anything else, Quinn? No, I can see Mac wants to talk about the Raptors, so I think that's a good time oh to stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You have to... I'm like a guy that gets off on his uh, war stories at the family reunion. He just doesn't stop, you know? But anyway, yeah, that's it for us, guys. What, you got some? I was going to say, who do you want to talk about next week? Cavs, Rockets, Timberwolves. What do you think? Let's go Timberwolves. Let's do it. Let's I'm go in. Timberwolves. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, let's go with the Tim Beast. Anybody didn't know that's my favorite team, and I'm upset about what they did yesterday, but we're not going to talk about it right now. Yeah, we, we aren't going to talk about it. Talk about it next week. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, they are um, owned by A-Rod now, right? Sort of. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. All right, but yeah, that's all for me. That, that's all from us, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Press Breaker Podcast. This is episode 7. We'll be back next week with episode 8. You know, hopefully everything's good. And uh, follow us on the socials, press underscore breaker. Follow me on Twitter, at ArsonXL. Follow Garrett on Twitter, Garrett underscore Hal underscore. There you go. Yes, dude, I got it. got it. Follow the AYN2K socials, uh, underscore AYN2K underscore on TikTok. I still have it. Uh, TikTok's blowing up right yeah, TikTok is TikTok popping off. Yeah, we are popping off on the AYN2K TikTok. My video's doing a couple days. I got to get to that. Got to do that. But, yeah, guys, hope you enjoy the podcast. Be safe, and we'll see you next week.